I know you full heartedly understand the importance of discipline and consistency in your journey, but what do you do when seasons shift and change? And how do you respond to that in a way that both honors where you're at, but still allows you to show up in a way that is you living in your full potential? How do we strike that balance? How do we figure that out? Well, today you get to hear from my good friend, Kaysen, and she is a podcast host just like me. Her podcast is Her Pursuit. It's phenomenal motherhood podcast. She's also a wife and a girl mom of three, and she also just started homeschooling. So when I say the both of us have walked <laughs> what we're going to talk about today in the last couple months, I mean it. Like we're both in the thick of it with you trying to strike this balance. What Kaysen does is encourages and equips moms with realistic rhythms so that they can steward their time well and create an intentional life that they're proud of. Not someday, when, but like right now. She's very good and very practical about the advice that she gives. Uh, We talk, both of us have been, like I said, in the thick of all of this recently, and we've done a lot of talking back and forth about it you know, bouncing ideas off of each other, getting feedback, getting accountability. And so I want to bring our conversation about it to you guys kind of being on the other side of it now, but also very transparent about what the last few months have looked like for both of us. Because I know, as a listener of this podcast, you understand the importance of consistency. But there is a balance we need to strike when seasons change when life brings different circumstances. And I'm excited because this will bless you big time. Let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Welcome, Kaysen. I'm so glad that you're here today. Um, tell your tell the listeners really quick about you, your family, just who you are. Like, give them give. I gave a little intro on you, but uh, give them your side of the story, who you are. Well, thank you so much for having me, Liz. I'm excited to chat today, and I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, I am a mom to three little girls, a wife to my husband. We met as teenagers, dated on and off through high school, college, got engaged, married. And then we have three little girls. They are seven. One just turned five and two. And I am recently a homeschool mom. So I'm trying to figure that out with the oldest. Um, I have a podcast, Her Pursuit, and it's really just about helping moms kind of reclaim their lives and reclaim motherhood. Um, And that comes from a really personal place for me. Um, 
there was a lot of overwhelm. There was a lot of isolation, a lot of unmet expectation. Just really my transition into motherhood didn't really look like what I thought it was going to or what I thought it should look like. And so there was a disconnect there for me. And I really wrestled through that in the beginning. And it wasn't until I kind of reclaimed my mindset, my time, and started taking ownership of my life and my days that, you know, I really started to see this change and this shift. And so now my mission really is to, to just empower moms to do the same thing. So that's a little bit about me. And when I'm not trying to figure out homeschooling, I am doing things with a podcast. So it's kind of like, as you know, a whirlwind of motherhood. And as, as all the moms listening know, it's just, it's mom life. If it's not one thing, it's another. And we are all really trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, so you're basically figuring it out as you go day by day, like the rest of us. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. Spot on. So most of our, like we talk a lot because as fellow podcasters and being on similar journeys with our podcast right now, we've been really close the last year almost, which is so cool to think about that. It's been almost a year, (laughs) but uh, a lot of our conversations lately have been focused on balancing the priorities in our lives. Like you know, overall big picture, what's most important? What do I need to be pouring into right now? Well, also honoring our families and our roles as mothers and being obedient in our decisions around our businesses and our time and our podcasts and serving the people that we feel called to serve. Cause there is that, yes, like my family, my family is my biggest mission field, but I also have this other one that I feel very strongly called to. So how do I walk this fine line? How should I balance these things? And Obviously, the listeners here know the importance of consistency and discipline, specifically in our journeys, but obviously that carries over into all other areas of our life. How do you go? Like, we've talked a lot lately just about how can I not be so, so one track minded on one thing and then lose my, my focus, my priority, my ability to pour into other things at the same time. It's like, (laughs) we're trying to learn this balance that. I don't think anyone ever really figures out, but we've both been walking that very deeply recently. And thankfully I get to walk it alongside you, but a lot of our conversations have been around that and have been really productive Mm -hmm. conversations. So I want the listeners to get like a inside perspective on that today, because I think a lot of moms (laughs) need to hear it. Like you can be disciplined and consistent while also being responsive to life going on around you. And Mm -hmm. again, it spans all areas. I think it needs to be heard. And I feel like recently you've become like the queen of figuring that out. Like just (laughs) being very obedient and having that clarity around that um, and being steadfast in your actions still while just being responsive to what's going on around you and what the Lord is telling you. Both of us are Christians. So that will come in a a lot in this conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. Take with that what you want, but you know, that's something we both, the Lord is something we both want to honor with everything we do as well. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you want to say about that? And like, what's been coming up for you and how has, how has all that been playing out? Because, um, I think it'll help moms feel a little more, feel like, okay, I'm not the only one, but also like, what can I do about this? Cause it's so frustrating sometimes when you're stuck in the middle. Yeah, no, I would love to pull back the curtain. That is what that's, I'm like the queen of pulling back the curtain. Right? I'm like, welcome in everyone. The this only is way how, to be. Yeah. This is how it really is. Okay. And like you said, I mean, I'm so thankful to have Liz in my life. She has become a dear friend of mine over almost a year, which is crazy to think about, like you said. But I think that's number one key. You have to find someone who will be in your corner, who is 
like-minded, who is on the same path, who understands. So like Liz said, we are walking a lot of the same things at the same time. And and it's been really cool to walk through some of the same seasons and have some of the same realizations just even over the summer recently. And so that's the first thing is like you have to find a support system of some sort, whether that's your spouse, you know, a church friend, a friend in a mom group, like a therapist. You have to find someone that you can have that outlet and, and let them know what you're feeling and what's really going on. Because when you hold all of that in, and I'm going to get to this later, I'm sure when you hold all of that in and you try to just press on, it's really, really unhealthy and and the body always wins and it will come out and, and all of that. So yeah, as Liz said, she has been walking with me through this. Um, and, and what I want you to hear mama as a listener is that just like she said, it is so important for you to remember that no one, not her, nor I, nor anyone else that you may look up to or, you know, follow on Instagram or anything else. No one has it all together all of the time. And there are seasons where we are wrestling through these things with you. And so the first thing that I like to do just very on a practical level is to like step back and try to get out of my head and out of my emotions and say, okay, take an aerial view of my life. It's so much easier to like zoom out and ask myself, where is like, what is actually going on here? Where is my time going every day? What stage of life am I in? What events are going on around me? What are my circumstances? You know, sometimes just taking note of these very concrete, like black and white answers, noting any major changes or transitionings that are happening, like you're packing and moving or you're about to give birth. You just had a baby. Your job is changing. You decide to homeschool for the first time ever. Like you have to kind of see your your situation and your circumstances for what they are, because I think it's really easy for us to just gloss over and think, okay, well, I can just keep the same pace, the same rhythm when your life is literally drastically changing. And then the next thing for me is just asking myself, okay, what's a realistic expectation here for how I can show up in all of the different areas that are important to me? I know, Liz, you talk to your listeners about priorities and how we can create discipline around those things. But we have to ask ourselves, how am I going to realistically be able to spend my time in these different areas as I transition through this season and learn what it looks like to have my new normal? And and like I said, we have to be honest about the way that we're feeling because sometimes we don't have as much time for the things that are really, really important to us or the things that we really, really want to do, you know, as a new mom, you face that sacrifice and that's not always fun. I don't think a lot of moms talk about that, but for me, at least there was a lot of, you know, acknowledging what I lost, whether that was part of my identity, whether it was part of my time, you know, your freedom in a way. And it's not that you don't love it. It it can be both, you know, but we have to acknowledge that there is a real life, emotional response that we are experiencing and walking through as these things are changing and transitioning for us. Yeah. That's a good point that there's like that sacrifice that comes in and you can't like just brush it under the rug. That's something Mm -hmm. I do a lot. And that's like my response to a lot of things is, Oh, I'll deal with this later. I'll brush it under the rug. And when you're in the midst of, like you said, that transition or your circumstances are different than they've been before, or they're different than they were a few months ago. If you don't take that into account and you just try to press on, or you just sweep things under the rug, it's going to bring up all of this stress and confusion and chaos 
in your life that doesn't really need to be there if you just took um, took a minute to like look at things. So when you say, I'm going to take it back to like taking that aerial view and mm-hmm. saying, okay, where is my time going? What really are my circumstances right now? And I think what's good to do in this moment when you're doing that, taking that aerial view is not looking at other people's lives, not saying, what is this person doing? What is that podcast? Like, what is Liz doing? What is Kaysen doing? Don't do that. It's no, what is, what's going on in my life under my roof between these four walls? Because like, it's so individual to each person. What I'm going through right now, pre-move, two kids at home the last two months, trying to run the podcast, you know, trying to be a mom, trying to coordinate everything, all of that going on at the same time is different than anyone else's circumstances. Like no one is in my exact shoes. No one's in your exact shoes. So you have to just look at your situation for what it is and say, what is going on right now? But when you say that, when you're like, okay, take this aerial view and take everything into account. When does that happen? Like, are you sitting down after the kids go to bed with a notebook? Are you, (laughs) you know, getting up at 5 a.m.? every morning and looking at it day by day, like, what does that actually look like? What does that mean? You know, yeah. people always say like, okay, take bit, And I say it too. So I'm totally guilty, but take a big picture of you or take a set. Like, what does it mean to actually do that to you? Yeah. Cause you're very practical in the advice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Practical because that is the only way that my yeah. brain works. I'm like, give me the steps. Tell me what to do okay. and I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And yep. so that really does look like you either number one, finding the space, creating the space or the time to sit down and do that. I literally just did this this morning. This is Saturday morning. And when we're recording this and I sat down and I told my husband, I said, I'm looking at the week right now. And I was literally writing down hour by hour, what we're going to be doing, what I'm going to be doing. If I'm with my kids, if I'm homeschooling, I'm writing that. And and you could also call this time blocking. I know you've talked about this before. Um, It's kind of looking at your schedule, but I think even more than that, I would carve out time in your day and, and commit to it and make sure you follow through to journal through what your life circumstances look like right now. I mean, for me, that just looks like sometimes literally writing. I've got three kids, they're three small kids, seven and under. Um, you know, I've got on Mondays and Fridays, I've got my the little one with me. And then I'm trying to figure out homeschooling. I kind of just, it's almost like this dose of reality and this reminder that like Kaysen, this is your season right now. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's not going to last forever. But number two, this is just where you are. And there are going to be things that you really want to do that you don't have the capacity or the energy to do or the time. And that's okay. So I journal a lot. I write a lot of things out. But I think whenever I talk about taking an aerial view and that that overview of life, it's more for me just like this reminder of, okay, what what is going on in my life right now? And for me personally, that looks like we're transitioning into back to school season and it looks like homeschooling for the first time. It looks like trying to maintain and run the podcast while keeping, you know, a household and being a wife and, you know, church things and all these other things. So whenever I'm sitting down and writing through, you know, this is kind of getting into the weeds a little bit, but I do, I think it's important to make the point is that, you know, none of us have this abundance of time. Yeah, Everyone is busy. And so if you never stop, to kind of like put the stake in the ground and literally write the things down, at least to take inventory and say, okay, well, you know, from eight to 11, I'm homeschooling. And then 11 to 12, I'm driving. And then 12 to one, I'm doing lunch and getting the kids down. And then from one to hopefully three, I'll have a little bit of time to myself because then that shows me where I have some time to do the things that I'm saying that I want to do, but I'm saying I don't have the time to do. And then 
you know, we can have the discipline to do those things in those little pockets of time. And they really don't take us as long as we think they do. We just get so distracted about like with all these other things. And I know you talk a lot about that as well, but yeah, that's kind of what I mean whenever I say just kind of like taking this, like zooming out, looking at your life, what does it look like? And then figuring out, okay, how can I show up realistically and and to to what capacity, you know, in this season right now? Yeah. And for me, that change, that's changing on a weekly basis right now, which is mm-hmm. driving me crazy. <laughs> I cannot, like I'm struggling because January to like May, it was like a nice flow. I knew what was coming. It was like a time block. And now it's like week to week, day to day. And it is a lot of moving parts and I'm not okay. I'm, I am okay. But I feel like some days I'm like, I'm not okay with this God. <laughs> yes. Uh, you brought it up already you said the word discipline but the whole time we were talking I was like well this is where the discipline comes in like it is mm-hmm. it is a piece of this it has to be a piece of our life at all times if we're not this if we lack discipline one we're not living a godly life we're not honoring the Lord with how we're living but two we're <laughs> we're gonna float like when you're not disciplined you yes. what's the word not float um drift right you drift you have to and, be anchored you have to be yeah. anchored to something and your yeah. rhythms can be that thing for you yeah 100% and the rhythms like you talk about time blocking and being very specific hour to hour i'm still kind of in a season where i'm like all right in the morning we're going to go run this errand and i know i want to get this one thing done <laughs> i'm like one mm-hmm. thing like i really don't i'm not like okay here's a list to do list of four things so i kind of approach it slightly differently just because my mm-hmm. kids are a little younger and life is a little more unpredictable right now or not unpredictable, inconsistent. Like my husband's hours are all over the place. Right. So that's part of it. But the discipline you said being anchored. And when you were talking about writing it down, there's something about having pen to paper that is very powerful, especially when you feel like very out of control, but use the word anchored. And what kept coming to mind to me was grounded. Like this keeps you grounded in reality because Mm -hmm. I think we lose touch of reality when we are not constantly taking inventory of what are my circumstances? What is life dealing me right now? You know, what are the cards I'm being dealt? How can I, how can I handle them? How can I play these cards (laughs) and make it sustainable and make it something that I can live out day to day and not feel overwhelmed, not feel stressed? Because I think all of those feelings and a lot of my community talks about feeling overwhelmed, talks about feeling that there's too much on your plate. And I know yours says too, I think it's a cross motherhood. You know, it's just a commonality we all have, but it's probably because we lose touch of reality so easily and not like the reality of motherhood. We all know it's hard and has its struggles, but the reality of our own lives, like what is going on and that practice of, I mean, I mean, I'm a big list person. I have like all these I'm showing case in right now. I've got like probably 10 of these little <laughs> sticking out notepads that have the lines. They're like half a sheet of paper size. They're perfect. I love them, but I'll just, oops. I'm picking up my pen. Like I'm literally doing it right now, but I'll just have days where I'm like, all right, these are like the things we have at certain times of the day. These are the specific things that are big to do items I need to get done. And if the rest needs to fall to tomorrow, I can do that. And that's kind of how I focus my reality. I'm like, what do I have today? What does need to get done? And I can let go of the rest without feeling that stress on my life. Um, okay. So let's transition into that realist realistic expectation yeah. of how you're spending your time um, and all of that again, practically, what does that look like creating? So you're grounded and you're anchored in what actually is going on in your life. How do you then plug into the pieces that make it realistic, make everything doable that you want to do? A lot of the times 
when I'm talking to moms, they're like, you do so much, like you're home with your kids, your husband's gone a lot, we're busy with weird hours and you're running a podcast. And like, how do you do all that? And I'm like, well, it just fits in. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but I think you could probably explain it really well. Just the pieces that how they probably get put together in a realistic way. I think that the the hard truth that not no one wants to hear, not even me, is That's that what we are is for. <laughs> we are all spending our time on what we believe is most important. Mm. Like r- regardless of where where you're spending your time and where your time is going is what you are valuing. It's what you it's the most important thing to you. Now, if it's not actually, you know, in that reality that you've grounded yourself and said, these are my priorities, this is actually what's most important to me, then we have to say, okay, well, then what's stealing your time? Where is it going? And why do we not have boundaries set up around those things to where that's not happening? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that can look like good things in different seasons. We have to say no when we need to say no and say yes to the, the what needs to be said yes to. And that's definitely a personal thing to everybody, but we have to kind of say, okay, in this season right now, if I kind of like rein it all in to Kaysen, these are my priorities. This is where I want my time to go. And these are the people that I'm going to be spending my time with. And so everything else has got to kind of be adapted right now. Like I I might have to say no to this good thing. Maybe it's, you know, volunteering or maybe it's whatever, like I don't, it's so personal to everyone. And just for a season, right, until you kind of get into that groove or until you transition to the next season, that's you're not you don't feel so pressed for time or whatever it is that you're dealing with. And this is so individual. So I feel like I'm not trying to make a blanket statement, but I do think that if we were to all be honest with ourselves, we do have more time than we're giving ourselves credit for and more time than we even realize. So I think that's why the time inventory and literally writing down every like hour by hour, what you're doing every day is so important because it's, it's like putting a mirror up and saying, this is where your time is going. And you either are happy with that. You're, you like it, you're satisfied or you're not. And then when you're not, you have to just have the courage to do something about it and to change it and shift it. Yeah. And um, so I think that it does look like sometimes little pockets of like, 10 minutes or five minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, maybe an hour. But we have to be aware of when those things are going to come up and have a plan for it. Right. Because, you know, as, as best we can, we don't always know, but if we know that the baby tends to nap during this time period, well, what needs to be done? And that doesn't always look like a house chore. It doesn't always look like work or anything else. It might look like a nap. It might look like a shower and getting ready, putting on some makeup, like doing something for yourself, I'm, I'm kind of big on that, like self-care and soul care. And that's really important. And so it's just really getting to know yourself and knowing what you need in the season, which again, comes back to, you know, knowing your season and knowing where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. And then that all, it's almost like this, this circle, this, it is, this it cycle. really is. It's, it's grounded in what, what is right now? What is my life? Like, what are my circumstances respond Okay, reevaluate and respond. Maybe that's the thing. Reevaluate and respond. <laughs> yeah. And it's like in the moment too, because there are some moments where I, I need the nap or I need the shower or yeah. I need to do the exercise. But then there's other times where I really need to just get the laundry off the couch that's been there for like two weeks because that would make me feel better. And then I have more mental space to take on the next thing. So moment to moment, day by day. Like I said, yeah, I was my life say, in a nutshell. So you're almost doing this, this not just on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, but it happens like moment to moment too, when you're 
it's like you recognize this feeling and I, I find myself doing this often, but you recognize, Ooh, like this happens to me a lot. I, this is the best example I can come up with. I get up really early in the morning. I know you do too, but when I get up, I get up so I can get my workout in because I really just in, in the season, I don't want to do it with my kids around. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I do. I'm not in that season right now. <laughs> so I need to get up well before my children who wake up at like six 15 <laughs> to do mm-hmm. that. And there's lots of mornings when I wake up tired and not fully rested and I, I have to go, okay, what do I have going on today? Is it going to be a day where I can get my workout in and mentally I'll feel good about it. Even if my kids are around, like, will I be able to do that? Will I have the capacity to still be patient with my kids or do I need to just be disciplined right now and get my butt out of bed and just work out even though I'm tired? Mm-hmm. I have to do that. Like probably 50% of the time. <laughs> And go, is it worth it right now to sleep in? Cause I don't feel like getting up or later on when I'm paying the price of doing this workout with my children, am I going to lose my patience? Am I not going to be the mom I want to be for them? Because I made this decision this morning in the moment that felt better, you know, and that's kind of, I have to do that a lot in the moment. And I love how you're saying the laundry and all of that getting done. It's like, what is this going to do for me later? If I do it now, even if I don't feel like it. Yeah. Something that we've been talking about a lot actually on Sundays in church, which is so funny because it's not like a church faith thing, but it's like this idea that the choices that you're making today, like right now are Mm going to affect not like tomorrow, but like a month from now, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, there's like this domino effect. And I think sometimes, especially as moms, we're so like narrow sighted and we're like, okay, what is in front of me in this moment? And just making decisions based on what feels good. And I know I said, just, I know that I just said, do what feels good or what you need, but I think hopefully your listeners, I know you talk about the difference of like what you feel you need and what like you actually need, need, Mm -hmm. but not, not emotionally making decisions, but knowing yourself in a way. And you know, like, you know, if you are making excuses for yourself or if it's actually what you need to do, like sitting on the couch and watching a show on Netflix. I'm not against that. I do that from time to time. Like there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's just like, you have to know, okay, am I checking out? Am I like coping in an unhealthy way? Is this actually what I need or is this not healthy for me? But you know, the awareness that this matters and it doesn't just matter for right now, for me, it's going to matter for the me that's going to still be here in six months, like the me a year from now, this is affecting, like you're essentially planting seeds every day that are going to harvest. Like you're going to sow that one day, like you're going to reap what you sow. So you're sowing now. I think I said that backwards, but essentially your decisions have consequences. And so thinking, okay, right now, what you just said right now, I, in the moment, I don't want to get out of this bed, but me six months from now is going to be really glad that I got up out of this bed, you know, these mornings consecutively and got these workouts in because it matters. It matters for how you're, I mean, how you're living your days every day is essentially how you're living your life. Mm -hmm. And we all want to do that. Well, we all want to be disciplined. We all want to be connected and grounded and present. We want to enjoy these little years. And the truth is, is that one day we're going to look up and, the kids are going to be right there, like eye to eye. They're not going to be down knee level. Like they're going to be teenagers. They're going to be driving. And I think what we fail to to recognize sometimes in this season, because it's so hard, is just that these choices and these these decisions do matter. They hold weight. And we're not going to see it now all the time. It's not going to be an immediate return, but... (laughs) And I'm trusting because obviously I've never, I don't have teenagers or grown kids, but I'm just trusting that 
you know, down the road one day, we're going to kind of see the reward of, of everything that we've done now. Like those decisions will pay off. And I think it's like that delayed gratification, you know, which is really hard in the moment to like sacrifice now for later, if that makes sense. It totally does. And you think about it practically, it's things like back to that example I gave, if I get up and get my workout done with my kids or without my kids before they wake up that morning, I might have time to go take them to the splash pad, take them to the park, play in the backyard instead of, okay, this hour at 9am is about me and getting my workout done. And not that it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's not, that's the thing. It's not bad. Right. Seeing me work out them getting that independent playtime is good. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a bad thing, but there's that what's balance best? of, yeah, there's that balance of what's best for you yeah, right now for everyone. It's like this whole cohesive, we're taking a lot in and yeah, you said it as moms were very like, okay, right. Respond to what's right in front of me. And I would even say, I feel like it's the difference between reacting and responding. Yes. There's that. Okay. Am I reacting in this moment or am I going to take a second? And I talk about this a lot. It's like, okay, stop for five seconds, take a breath, like take a deep breath. So it might need 10 seconds because you're going to breathe in for a couple, (laughs) breathe out for a couple more (laughs) and then decide like it's, that's all it takes to respond instead of react to a moment or to a decision when you're, when you're presented with it. Yeah. That's actually like a red flag for me. I kind of wanted to touch on that really quick. Just like some red flags of like that you might. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't ask me how I know. Okay. Mamas don't ask me how I know these things. No, seriously. I'm just experience ever (laughs) just going to share like red flags for me are that I'm reacting to most Mm -hmm. of my day instead of responding. Like I'm emotionally charged. I'm lashing out. And also like if motivation has disappeared, then I need to reevaluate and say, okay, there's too much here for some reason at some level. And I've got to figure out, like I said, sometimes we, we should choose it even when we don't feel like it, but you know yourself and you know when it's not just you not wanting to or you actually not being able to because something else is going on, whether that's like an emotional trigger or like we said, a big life shift, something's happening. And then also my mindset, like my thoughts getting stuck in the negative cycles or the negative loop or I'm spiraling. Um, those are all like red flags for me where I'm like, okay, Kason, you've got to stop here. You're body is trying to tell you that something is happening that whatever you're doing right now in some way is not working. So you've got to figure out, okay. And I literally do. I take piece by piece. Okay. My husband, like my marriage. Okay. My kids. Okay. Homeschooling. Okay. Case in self, like what is happening internally? Um, what thoughts do keep coming up and why, and let's figure that out, you know? So I kind of just take, I kind of take thing as not, not compartmentalized, but I evaluate each area and kind of get really real with myself because I think otherwise, like, what's the point if I'm not going to be real about it. And if I can't just be honest with myself, then I'm really just doing myself a disservice. So getting really honest with where we're at. And then, like I said, having the courage and the boldness and the strength to make a different choice and do something different and change something up in your day. Yeah. And that's where that discipline comes in. It's like, okay, I've recognized it. Now I just need to follow through. And that's always the hardest part, but it's the most rewarding piece is when you Mm -hmm. do follow through because that's when the growth happens. That's when the change happens. That's when you see that shift in your motivation or your ability to respond instead of react. Like that's when that shift happens. And we just have to have, 
I don't think we have to have, I think we do have the strength to follow through. We just don't recognize it in ourselves enough. We don't, we don't call it out of ourselves enough. I'm getting chills. Like we need to just recognize that we do have that ability and you just need to tap into it because the more you tap into it, the more accessible that well is going to become. Mm-hmm. So yeah. on the same, on the same page, I, I know what it's like to feel that mental strength and then also kind of be through a series of circumstances and time over time, kind of be back in that place of survival mode. Because mm-hmm. as you know, I've been telling you that, like, I feel like I've kind of been there recently with just all the things that are going on. And that's why it's so important to evaluate because I can say, okay, if it were just me transitioning and homeschooling, I think I might've could have managed that a little bit better, but I've kind of got this list going on. Cause then it was this and this and this and this and this. So it's been a lot. And I felt like, okay, I feel like the water is like eye level and I don't really know how I'm going to keep going, but it's so funny because my daughter's homeschool study book, it had like what they talked about persevering this week. And I'm like, okay, God, that was clearly for me. So persevering and just doing the hard thing. And like, as, like you said, as women of faith, we just trust that like the Lord's walking with us and we remember like his past faithfulness. And honestly, like sometimes as a Christian mama, that's really all we have is like the hope that he hasn't left you. And that he's going to see you through just like he has before, because I don't know about anybody else listening, but I've been there before and I made it through and hopefully I'm walking it a little bit better this time, you know, living it well, stewarding, stewarding the season well, but just holding on to that hope because I just don't, I know that it's hard in the moment, but I also hold on to the hope that like nothing is wasted. And so if it's to encourage others, maybe you're encouraging another mom friend, maybe you're encouraging a sister, a cousin, a coworker, somebody else who's going to be walking through this same kind of rough patch or season. And maybe it's not even the same. Maybe she's just having a hard time. Then we're going to be able to relate to them on another level that nobody else is going to be able to. So sometimes that really is what I have to hold on to is like the mindset piece of, you know, that perspective. Yeah. And I can even see the fact that when you walk through something like that, there might be a time again down the road where you have to walk through it. Similarly, you have to walk through that struggle, that rough patch again. And you can call back on when you did prior and say, I've done this before. Like, I mean, my husband's been deployed twice. The first time was with one child. The second time was was with two. So I could call back on that first time saying, okay, like the pandemic started during the first one. I was pregnant. I didn't know if he was coming home for the birth. Like I had all these things that I walked through the first time and I walked through it pretty well, like from just looking back and like, I give myself a pat on the back for that, but it really helped me the second time around when I had two under two by myself (laughs) still in the middle of a pandemic, I was like, I can do this. Like I've, and it's because I could call back on that. So even if it's to encourage yourself for a future struggle down the road, like we have that to call back on and like, yes, there's a lot that we can do and follow through on that helps strengthen you. But I, I mean, whether the person listening right now is a Christian or not, like there are, there are powers that be, I believe it's the Lord that are working in your life for your good, um, Mm -hmm. for just, just to help point you back to him and say, Hey, like there's someone on your side right now. There is someone who loves you. There is someone who is trying to point you back to him. And, um, I don't know. We're just held up by so much. And I think when we give in too much to the negative, when we give in too much to our circumstances, we're taking away his ability to work in our life, you know? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Total tangent there. 
um, anything else you want to share about this whole like balance between discipline and consistency and responding to where you're at in your life that you want to share? Yeah. I think the last thing that I would say is just kind of on that same note is giving yourself grace. And I know that that's like such an overused (laughs) phrase in the mom world is like, give yourself grace and give yourself grace. But truly like just, and I guess it would be more of like, just see if you were looking at a friend who was going through the same things that you're walking through with the same exact circumstances, how would you treat her? How would you encourage her? And, you know, something that I say a lot when I share my story is like finding my way kind of back to myself was like, I had to realize nobody was coming to do this for me. And I had to like show up for myself. I had to be my own best friend. And so be your own best friend through this really hard season and don't let yourself like slack too much. Like just think about, okay, how can I show up realistically? And what does that look like? And then on the really, really hard days, we do give ourselves grace. We do encourage ourselves and we say, you know what? It's okay. I get to try again. I get to start again. Tomorrow is a new day. And just not giving up on yourself, not giving up on the goals, the dreams, the things that you've decided that are important to you. Never stop chasing those things regardless of if you have to slow down and pull back during some seasons. Now I'm going to get chills. (laughs) Liz knows I will straight up cry. So I'm not going to cry. We've done really good. I haven't had any tears, but just not giving up on that. It's going to look different through different seasons. You're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to pull back and that's okay. And then before you know it, we really will be into the next season where it's like a green light and you can run full speed again and you can do all the things and have the capacity and the time and the mental energy to do that. So yeah. Just giving yourself grace. Yeah. In those moments when it's really tough, you know, giving yourself that grace saying I can slow down, but then knowing I'm not going to let that carry on tomorrow. Because again, you get that, you get the opportunity each day that you wake up to reevaluate. Like if you need to do this process on a daily basis where you're writing down, what is my current circumstances? What's today going to look like? What can I prioritize? How can I spend my time wisely? How can I just honor the people around me and those I love and care about the most, you know, you can do that on a daily basis. And that's what can keep you from spiraling into this quote, giving yourself grace, but then like letting yourself off the hook, you know? Right. And giving yourself grace is not the same thing as letting yourself go. Like do, do not let yourself go. Do not let yourself like just have a field day and do whatever you want, whenever you want, but just saying, okay, it's okay. I get to try again and I'm going to try again. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to do it again. And I promise you that in the moment, it does not feel like it's worth it, but it is so worth it. Like it is so worth it. Choose the hard thing, do the hard thing because you're going to thank yourself. You future, you is going to thank you for making that really hard decision in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that hard decision is saying, okay, I need to let go of about 10 things on my to-do list today and just not worry about them. (laughs) Cause that's really hard for people like me. (laughs) Exactly. That is the hard thing. Exactly. And sometimes it's rest. Oh, well, I was about to ask, you know, is there any tough love you want to leave the moms with? I know you know what tough love is. is. And I know the listeners do too. If you're new here, just go listen to another episode, another interview, cause you'll get the definition, (laughs) but is there any extra tough love you want to give them today after that little nugget? You I know I do. I feel like I've kind of been a little tough already. I'm not like super tough, tough, but I've given some tough love. I I would just say that I think the boundaries, like let's come back to the boundaries and let your yes be yes. Let your no be no and stick to that. Stick to it. No excuses. Yeah. Is that talk tough about, enough? <laughs> that's awesome. I was gonna say, talk about a good way of like practicing follow through. Right. When you say yes, follow through on the yes. When you say no, fo- I mean, 
follow through on the no. For me, <laughs> I have to practice that a lot with my kids. Like if I say no, or if there's a, a consequence and something gets taken away, my like flesh so badly wants to be like, here, you can have it back because you're mm-hmm. throwing a tantrum now, but you have mm-hmm. to follow through. So yes. what a simple way to practice that for our discipline in that area of life. Yes. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, if the listeners, I know they want more of you because your content's <laughs> awesome and so encouraging. So where can they find you? follow you all the goodness. Yes. On Instagram, I'm at Hey, it's Kaysen, And the podcast is her pursuit. You can listen to that wherever you stream podcast. Yes. And you'll be so encouraged if you do. So go click, what is it? Follow or subscribe on the podcast. I don't even know, but go listen and be encouraged. So thank you so much for, for having me. On. Yes. Thank take care. You. Wow. I really hope this conversation just hit home. I hope there was at least one thing that you could take away and go, I can apply this right now. This is something practical I can take away and start doing. This is a a practical step that I can take on a day-to-day basis. So I don't feel that overwhelm and that stress constantly because we don't need, we're not supposed to live that way. We're not created to live that way. So if anything hit home, go share this podcast episode, tag Kaysen, tag myself so we can encourage you back. And I just hope that what you took away today sticks, right? The only way that we can make change in our life is by following through. So whatever it is you took away today, follow through on it, make it part of who you are and go get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.